we could there are dictate like right now anybody who takes power could do exactly one more death than that we say nazis did the worst shit ever and then but at the same time america was doing very similar shit minus the gassings about yeah. only yeah to japanese people during that same time frame and then literally the, exactly the same thing like uh, fort minor has a really good song about it it's you know what i mean yeah. like we it, it always gets worse and then there was also the japanese with unit 731 Hum, hu, right, humans are imaginative. Was that, was that the unit that was sent to to drop the bombs, or no? Unit seven thirty one. We'll do an episode about it one day whenever we have like no bad episodes for a while. Uh, basically, it was the Japanese uh, concentration camps. Oh, except yeah, they were yeah, doing yeah. biological weapons experiments. Oh, yeah. So, um, I was I was just thinking of um. The one of the only ways to get out of the camps, the internment camps, quote unquote, was to uh, sign on for the army, and then they sent like a mostly Japanese squad to drop the bombs. Mm. Yeah, did I know that? I was told that it seems was... like some that yeah. seems like some shit America would do. Yeah, but then I've also heard that the the people that dropped the bombs were Christians, and that the first where the detonation, the original. Or where the bomb hit was Christi, one of the only Christian churches in Japan. So you know, don't know which story is true. I guess I don't either. Yeah, I had, it doesn't really if matter. Only, if only there was like a, a podcast that looked into urban legends. That's what I'm going to say. The fact yeah. that well, it, but just emotionally, it doesn't matter. The fact that yeah. you could believe it. Yeah, yeah. right. The, the fact, fact that, that you that could believe that like our government exactly is bad enough to do that. Which isn't surprising when you really think about it, because the Civil War had fucking slave soldiers on both sides of the war. Yeah. So, like, the Revolutionary War was just as bad. Yeah. Then there was the fucking oh, French yeah, and Spanish Washington and Indian like, War. tricked so many people into joining the Revolutionary War. Bro, it's a wild, like, it's... It and always then, gets worse because people will always build on what came before, and some of the shit that came before was horrible. Yeah. During the Civil War, um, too, they would like forcibly recruit immigrants because as soon as you like sailed into the the North, like one of those ports, they would be like, "Okay, sign here. It makes you a citizen." And you don't fucking speak English. They're just pointing at places for you to sign. Then they're like, "Okay, sign here. It makes you join the army." Yeah. Yeah. But we're not here today to talk about depression. And we don't do anything similar to that to high school kids to this day. No. Hmm? No. Why the fuck is the Army allowed to have an eSports league? Why are the Navy and and the fucking Marines allowed to have football teams? Even the Army has football teams. Army's got it. Like, you know what I'm saying? They all do. Coast Guard doesn't? I don't think so. Mm, I don't know. But I know there's like Army Navy is like a big game every year. Army Navy. I know the Marines have one. And the Air Force does. And too. the Air Force has one as well. I don't think the Coast Guard does. I'm not All sure. All that though. recruiting shit is horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. My. Why does the Air Force, the technical division of our fucking armed forces, need a football team? Yeah. Just to try and recruit those sports fans. Right. <laughs> It's just because 16, 17, and 18-year-old boys love fucking football. Yeah, it's hilarious. My long-haired 17-year-old son mm-hmm. is getting shit in the mail, asking him if he wants to join the Marines. Oh, yeah. And he's just laughing and throwing it in the trash. Yep. Yeah, because that's the appropriate response. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
It's the same for response a teenager, I have. If you're 25, 27, and you want to go get into the Army or the Navy or whatever, you go ahead. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You're an adult now. Right. It, undisputably. Indisputably. Whatever the fucking word is. Like, you, you're an adult. You go make that decision. There are plenty of people in this country who want to volunteer. Yeah. We do not need to Especially be tricking for young the benefits men. benefits that exist. Right. Like, we should not be tricking young men into... The armed forces. Yeah. Period. Because even if they're like a drone operator, they don't they don't necessarily get have to go out and die, but they are killing. Like we're yeah. training young men to kill, and it's fucking them up. Look up any article, any personal experience of a soldier, even a drone operator has PTSD. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They didn't when they started, but yeah. now they do. And we're fucking. It's like anyway. Yeah. This isn't Ruben's rants. We're gonna. <laughs> we do need to get one of these eventually. Um, but uh, no. So here's the situation. Hi everybody. Welcome to Two Towns Over. I'm Don. I'm furious. I'm fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so here's the situation. Uh, usually, either I or Josh have um, meticulously gone over a Are we script. doing a seat of the pants episode today? Kind of. So usually nice. we have a a, a, um, a meticulously researched uh, script in front of us that one of us has written. Uh, however, Josh discovered that Vicodin and Microsoft Word do not go no, well together. No, they don't. I had to scrap everything I wrote under yeah. the influence of large amounts of Vicodin because yes. it turns out that when you try and read it back when you're sober, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Vicodin is good for poetry, not for <laughs> fucking facts. Yeah. yeah, no. But unfortunately, that happened after Josh informed me, hey, I'm going to have that script ready next week so you don't have to work on anything. So I didn't. Then I got a tooth pulled. Yeah. And so um, all, all that remains in that document after all the work that I did while I was fucked up, it was like vampire suck blood in an intro and <laughs> then like two paragraphs. That's that's all that's there. So in the immortal words of the incomparable Bill O'Reilly, I said, fuck it or do it live. So what we got today, we're going to discuss. The- that is the only thing Bill O'Reilly should ever be known for. Yeah. Yep. Is uh, we're going to discuss the high persons or anyone who's ever gotten high uh, favorite subject. We're going to talk about the Mandela effect today. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh, you're not that excited? I just, I'm real bad at it. <laughs> I don't know. Sh- I don't know if it's Berenstein or Berenstain. Yeah. Well, we're just going to discuss. Most of the time, it was both. I know that. Uh, I know that. Nelson Mandela lived for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Past when they thought he did. Yeah. So we're going to get into it. So false memories can sometimes be shared by multiple people. This phenomenon was dubbed the Mandela effect by paranormal researcher Fiona. The satanic panic? No. Oh. That that would be considered a false memory. But we're talking about fun stuff today. Because you're getting over being sick. He's stoned out of his fucking mind. You're getting stoned out of your fucking mind. I'm depressed. So, um... Uh, was dubbed the Mandela Effect by paranormal researcher Fiona Broom, who reported having vivid and detailed memories of news coverage of South African anti-apartheid leader Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s. Now, Mandela actually died in 2013 after serving as president of South Africa from 1994 to 1999. I remember I had Like, that's the crazy thing about it, is that, like, he was president 
after that should have happened. Yeah. Yeah. And people still think that they remember him dying. I had a, I had a really good history teacher when I was in high school and uh it's I remember all the time he was one of those like coaches that they made a history teacher but he was passionate about history so like I got in there thinking fuck my favorite subject another shitty coach turned history teacher is going to teach us out of a textbook no no every everywhere we learned about he had pictures of himself there he was phenomenal, but he like sat the whole class down on the day that uh, Mandela died or the next day that we had class after. I don't remember what it was, but he sat us down and he like gave us the whole rundown of this is why Nelson Mandela was important. And right. I want you guys to remember this. So I never had an issue with misremembering when Mandela died. You were still in school in 2013. Yeah. Yep. I graduated 15 y'all. What? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like I told him, next year is my 30-year reunion. I just realized that we just passed my 11th year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is... That's not right mm-hmm. at all. No. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh man, oh god, now broom marches on. Yeah, broom reported that since 2010, perhaps thousands of other people have written online about having the same memory of Mandela's death, and she speculated that this phenomenon could be evidence of parallel realities. Yeah, it's the fucking the, the weasel that got into the Hadron Collider, right? Yeah, yeah, one well known what the Large Hadron. Collider. That wasn't what I was asking about. The weasel. Yeah, a weasel. We're not talking about John. My friend John. The The actual fucking (laughs) (laughs) weasel weasel after the buff nugs. Buff Buff nugs. (laughs) The boof nuts. (laughs) nuts. Yeah, no, they say that a a weasel got into it or something and it like fucked with the the Hadron Collider and it made our our universe split. That's not how that works at all. (laughs) At all. That's not how that works at all. (laughs) Hey, guys, just so you know, that's not how that fucking works at all. (laughs) Parallel dimensions and realities and worlds is pretty much all based on quantum physics and decision-making trees. Yeah. Well, the Hadron Collider is quantum physics. No, no, no. The ha- not that kind of quantum, quantum physics. The unobservable kind. Theoretical quantum physics. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, one well-documented example of... That's sh- also nuclear physics. Yeah. One well-documented example of shared false memories comes from a 2010 study that examined people familiar with the clock at... It says Bologna or Bologna. Bologna. It's B-O-L-O-G-N-A. That's but baloney. my baloney has a first. Yeah, name. I know, but it's the name of a town. <laughs> I can't. I can't see people pronouncing that. I come from baloney, but we'll go with it. I believe in like in. Yeah, I, I don't fucking know, man. Yeah. I, We're just gonna say baloney centrale. Bologna. 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 Yeah. Bologna. Yeah. There you go. Bologna centrale railway station. It's baloney. Whatever. On August second, nineteen eighty, at ten twenty-five a.m. An M- an IED or an improvised explosive device made with 20 kilograms of TNT uh, was detonated inside Bologna's main railway station. Bologna. Pronounce (laughs) it differently every time. The IED was contained in a suitcase, which was placed near the wall inside a lobby. 
The explosion killed 85 people and injured more than 200. The wing of the station in which the bomb was detonated had has been reconstructed, but as a testimony to the victims of the attack, the original pavement was maintained as well as a deep crack in the main wall. The attack is also known in Italy as the Stagne di Bologna, uh, which is uh, f- uh, Italian for the uh, Bologna Massacre. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I I hate myself for laughing, <laughs> but the baloney massacre. But you is too said good. it. You said it right good. that time. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and all I can think about is my baloney has a second name. It's yeah. M E Y R or whatever. M A S S A R. Yeah, that's exactly why I started laughing. (laughs) My baloney has a first name. In the study. In the study of. Yeah, it's too fast. In the study of the the people who. uh, About the. The Bologna Massacre. uh, 92%. Which is not a joke or funny in any way. No, it's not. At all. No. Except for the fact that we are American and our baloney has two names, right? (laughs) Um. 92% 92% of respondents falsely remembered the clock had remained stopped since the bombing when, in fact, the clock was repaired shortly after the attack. Years later, the clock was again stopped and set to the time of the bombing in observance and commemoration of the bombing. That's just a well-known... People remember the clock never started again, but it did. I mean, okay. Yeah. A lot of the Mandela effect is just people misremembering shit yeah. Yeah. and believing exactly. the story that their friend told them. That's really nothing to... So, the story of Nelson Mandela is not the only example of this type of false group memory. As the concept of the Mandela effect grew, along with Broom's website, uh, other groups, other group false memories began to emerge. Uh, are either of you familiar with the famous painting of King Henry VIII? Nope. Yeah. Okay. Is, does he have a turkey leg or not? No. People have a memory of a painting of Henry VIII eating a turkey leg though no such painting has ever existed. There have, however, been similar cartoons created. That's, I'm just thinking of like the painting yeah. of Henry VIII that you usually see. Yeah. If you say King Henry VIII, there is an image that pops in your head, except Ruben, because... I've been isolated for like 30 years, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I share a bloodline with the stupid fuck, so... I might. I don't know. Honestly, yeah. So, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. I've seen that movie twice. You probably remember Darth Vader uttering the famous line. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What is the famous line? We're internet boys. We already know the correct yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, like, yes, Han shot first. <laughs> so, you might remember him uttering the famous line, Luke, I am your father. I uh, remember saying, Luke, I am your father right. quite a bit. Yeah. Yes. However, you might be surprised to learn that the line was actually, no, I am your father. I've stated before that the internet boys are not surprised, but our <laughs> listeners may be. Most people have memories of the line being the former rather than the latter. It's, no, I, I am, am your father. father. Right. <laughs> uh, it's more emphasis on am. I am your father because yeah. he says you killed my father. No, mm-hmm. I, I am. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. What does the queen say to the magic mirror? 
It's either I think I'm mirror so- mirror on the wall or it's magic mirror on the wall. And I think it depends. So I have read too many versions of that story to know which one <laughs> know. is which from which version. It's magic mirror. She's okay. never actually said mirror mirror on the wall. Okay. This is going to be a short fucking episode. Maybe. I, ex- I expected you guys to like ramble on more. We are both kind of fucked up right now. Uh, Oscar Mayer. Wieners? Oh, good. There is some controversy over the spelling of the famous brand of hot dogs. You know, you should have said that one when I was singing about a massacre. <laughs> <laughs> what is the correct spelling? I want to say it's M-E-Y-E-R. Correct. Yeah. Okay. A lot of No, I'm sorry. Is it M-A? It's M-A-Y-E-R. Yep. Yeah. What? I buy it. I, I, I eat Oscar Mayer bacon. It's Oscar Mayer. I, now I know. Yeah, that's why. Because when I was a kid... I used to want to spell. Do you remember the commercials? We've been seeing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I used to think it was Oscar Mayer until I started seeing those commercials. But then when I learned that it was Meyer, I think I had like knew a person whose name was Myers and it was right. M-E-Y-E-R. And I yeah, just Michael. fucked it up in my own head. But it is M A Y E R. Yeah. Fuck. No, yeah. I buy the shit all the, like that's when I, when I buy hot dogs or mm-hmm. when I buy bacon, I buy Oscar Mayer. I, See, somebody who was like evil and like really corrupt, they would create like Oscar Mayer spelled M E Y E R and just have it not be like actual meat. I think oh, God. <laughs> that's like the the scam link. I was going to say meat. I'm pretty sure that our laws are at least robust enough for the one-letter change-up. They are, except you can do some weird shit with parody law. That's true. Like, um, I bet Omega Mart could do that. Have you ever seen yeah. uh, Nathan for You? I have not seen it, but I have heard of it. So he did an Isn't episode. Isn't that the one where this dude goes around trying to do self-help for people? Like to fix businesses, basically. But, but he bad. does it with terrible, terrible ideas. Mm-hmm. So there was a struggling coffee shop on one episode. And uh, his solution was that they changed their name to Dumb Starbucks. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. And they open it up like next to uh, a, real a real Starbucks. Starbucks and mm-hmm. they use the exact same logo, except they put Dumb in it and it falls under parody law so amazing yeah i think they got away with it for a little while and the legal fees became like not worth it anymore but Mm -hmm. it actually like it got big headlines at the time but like a stunt like that sure but like a full brand no you you can actually name something oscar meyer as long as they don't hold a copyright in that particular product yes right so like if it's grocery like a food product, you can't name it Oscar Mayer. Right. But if it's like paper towels, if you I could. Wanna, if I want to make a new tire company called Oscar <coughs> Mayer Tires. You could. Yeah. yeah I could totally <laughs> Unless, of course, someone in their legal department has somehow copywritten that for tire companies because that's right. how corporate America works. I'll never get over the fact that Michelin Tire Company rates restaurants. That's why I don't fuck with the Michelin star system. Yeah. It's weird. Also, they, I'm too low really class like, for that. Yeah, I don't me too. Like, me too. No, I don't want to be. I can't afford to care about judged for stars. eating. Yeah, my thing is, and Cindy, I've always made this comment to Cindy. If we ever got to the point where money wasn't an issue for me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't stop eating at Taco Bell. 
No. It's not like my flavor tastes are going to change. None of them do. Yeah. None of them do. No. What I would do, though, is instead of going out to these restaurants or whatever, if I was rich, I would just hire a chef. Right. Because I want to eat this good food, but I want to eat it how I want to eat it. Right. I don't want to have to go and learn a whole new set of social rules. Well, I'm already enough, neurodivergent, and I already have to know like three just from being biracial. That's too much. <laughs> no, dude, no, nobody who gets rich stops eating junk food, I promise. And I know this for a fact because just the other day when Kat and I were door dashing, we delivered like – $15 worth of Taco Bell to a four-story house on this island with a brand new uh, 2021 Alfa Romeo Spider in the driveway. <laughs> we delivered a bunch of Taco Bell. Yeah, because they can afford all the pot they want. <laughs> That's the real dream. But I also, I remember um, like somebody asked Gordon Ramsay what his favorite foods were, and one of his favorite foods is In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. But because listen, no how no matter how refined your palate is, fast food companies have literally scientifically studied what signals exactly will oh, yeah. make you become addicted to their food mm -hmm. as fast as possible. Right. Like Doritos literally has a whole wing of their corporate nonsense where they just they 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 study how many chips to put in the bag. Yep. They study how how much dust to put on each fucking chip. Yep. What shape the chip should be. If it they is should be convex or concave. It's literally how thick they should be and mm -hmm. shit. Like it's like they know how crunchy their chips are by decibel. You understand yeah. me? <laughs> like they are they. The In and Out Burger and fucking McDonald's know exactly why I keep going to get their fucking nuggets, and they're not going to stop. Yep. Yeah. Until I do. You know. <laughs> you, you calling for a general strike of? Not at all, because I still want to eat it. <laughs> yeah. No, me too. I wish they'd bring back their crunch wraps. I though. just wish they weren't so fucking not crunch wraps. I wish it wasn't wraps. so bad that they're knocking out all these other. You know, mom right. and pop type shit, mm -hmm. little hole in the wall places that I used to love yeah. to go to. Yeah, but I still like McDonald's food. I mean, okay, mm, I don't like it, but I'll eat it. Right, yeah. I eat it. I've I never do like Subway, and you can fight me on that. I just like subs. <laughs> I'll get a Subway. sub from anywhere, dude. I love Subway. Subway's good. I like Firehouse for hot subs better. Larry's yeah, like, is like not. It's like on lower down on the. Not list a big for fan me. of Jersey Mike's. To be I, honest, I'm okay with Jersey Mike's. Tends but to be kind of eh. dry. Yeah, I like Jimmy John's better than Jersey Mike's. Me too. See, I'm all about public subs. Public subs are yeah. great in Florida and mediocre where I live. Oh, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, New Zealand. Love New Zealand. Where is New Zealand in relation to Australia? Is it south or north? thought it was like a little bit uh northwest it's actually southeast oh fuck i was gonna say southeast but then i didn't because i was like then it'll sound like i just pulled a jeopardy <laughs> <laughs> you mean a price is right like you, you bid one dollar right. i'll bid 501 dollars if yeah. you look at a map that you will see that it is southeast of australia However, i was gonna say because isn't it big australia here mm -hmm. and then like yeah it's like right here mm -hmm. like in the corner. yeah but there is a community of people who claim to remember New Zealand being northeast that was instead all of southeast. That was all visual. Yeah, nobody yeah. is going to see it but me. 
And also, I did do the Southwest from my own perspective, so yeah. I was wrong anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. Um, and then we get to a famous one that everybody has heard of, the famous children's book series, The Berenstain Bears. Yes. Uh, is not is immune the, to the, the Man- big one. Yeah, not immune to the Mandela effect. By the way, you can just say either one. Yeah. I just remember because when I was a kid, there was a Berenstain Bears cartoon, and the theme song was, We Are the Berenstain Bears. I couldn't understand thing. I have an audio processing disorder, yeah. so even that didn't help me. Oh. Because in the song, I was just hearing a lot of, like, I was hearing Baron something. Right. Steen or Stain. I still don't know yeah. which one is correct. It still doesn't really matter. Yeah. It doesn't. I used to call them the Baron Stein Bears. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because f- I was a fucking six. That's how it's spelled. Is it? I don't remember. Is it? Nobody knows. <laughs> I no. I just my memory is too bad for this Mandela effect thing because I always just assume that I just was wrong. <laughs> I know, you know, no, like, me, I don't, me too. I don't have enough trust in my own memory. Right, I don't. Right, I'm not that confident. Yeah. that I knew the correct answer to begin with. Which you know, statistically, that actually means you probably have better memory than most people. I. I think for certain things, that's true. The people with the worst memories are way overconfident in their memory. Well, but also trauma. Yeah. So, like, I might have a better setting, like a base setting. Yeah. But my memory, no pun intended, is being taken up right now by lots of RAM worth of trauma. (laughs) So, yeah. But, yeah, so many people report remembering the name being the Baron Stein Bears. Now, this is similar to the Oscar Mayer issue and hints to perhaps an underlying cognitive reason for the Mandela effect instead of parallel realities, as some people believe. Parents. Now, the as most... much as I love like thought experimenting about parallel realities, mm-hmm. this just ain't it. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. So the most startling example of the Mandela effect is the widespread belief. Did that... you tell us which one it is? I'm going to now. Okay. Is it the Berenstain? No. Damn. It's <laughs> the widespread belief that an entire feature film exists titled Shazam. Starring actor and comedian Sinbad as a genie. Isn't that um, Shaq? Yeah. Okay. It's called Kazam. Kazam. What, what the people... one with the um, Sinbad is the other one. He never was in a movie about a genie. Not No. Not a genie. Not Sinbad. Doesn't matter. You do your thing. <laughs> uh, what people are recollecting is probably Kazam, a 1996 comedy starring NBA great Shaquille O'Neal as a wish-granting mystical figure. Part of the confusion stems from the fact that Simbad appeared in several children's films in the 1990s. One of them, First Kid, was reportedly had a preview for Kazam on the VHS release. That's probably the one I'm thinking of right which, now. Which could have strengthened the tendency to reconstruct the actor as starring in it rather than O'Neill. Because kids are already bad at facial recognition. Right. And when your parents are in the 90s, every black man is the same black <laughs> man. But, I don't know, because Simbad had that high and flat top. What is it? High and what is it called? High flat and tight. Top. Like the top. kid and play type flat top. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. not as high. Flat top. For and Shaquille O'Neal's always been bald. Sinbad has been bald on and off, though. Eh, true. Um, oh, and they're both big, bald black dudes who are kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is so convincing, even uh, Brewer herself says he's caught himself remembering it for deck, Remembering it. For decades, I'm sorry. Wow. It would help if I had a paragraph break there. Hmm. Okay. 
Fuck it, we're doing it live. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. For decades, Rich Uncle Pennybags, or Mr. Monopoly, has been the de facto mascot for Monopoly. His the... name is Pennybags? Yep. Rich Damn. Uncle Pennybags. He's a D&D character that tries to scam you. <laughs> I thought it was Moneybags. Nope. Pennybags. Huh. Uh, the Parker Brothers, now Hasbro game that somehow made real estate exciting. Now, some also, insist- first of all, it wasn't the Parker Brothers. It was like a one woman who yeah. was railing against capitalism, and then yeah. capitalism fucked her over. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, some insist that Pennybags completes his top hat and business attire ensemble with a monocle. That's the peanut guy. Yes. The peanut guy yes. has a monocle. Mr. Peanut. Uh, it's not true, though. He's never worn one. People appear... You gotta quit jumping ahead in the fucking script. What, man? (laughs) People appear to be conflating his depiction with that of Mr. Peanut, the planter's mascot. I haven't seen any of the same shit as you all, but apparently I do remember it well. (laughs) Um, See? Yeah, I guess. Point proven. So that's because our brain can easily take subjects with similar traits and blend, blend them together. It didn't help that, like... Um, the when you play Monopoly on an older board, it yeah. yellows like the fucking Peanut Man used yeah. to be straight oh, up yellow. True. Right. true, that's a really good point. In studies, like when, maybe I'm just really high and you're blowing my mind, but that was a really <laughs> good point. In studies, when you show participants word pairs and then ask them to remember blackmail and jailbird, half of them will later say they remember learning the word blackbird. Blackmail and jailbird, as yes. you said. That half the people will remember the word as jailbird instead. I mean, that's just like a dyslexic thing almost. Or blackbird, sorry. Blackbird and well, fucking blackmail and jailbird. Jailbird. Jailmail. <laughs> that's what I was trying to <laughs> that's get what at. you're trying to get to. <laughs> My brain was not letting that happen. <laughs> I was grinding the gears on that. That was like, I I, I walked up and I'm like, let me get that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Now this one I'd never heard of, and I've never had this issue. If you look forward to your school lunch break because your parent or guardian packed a Jiffy peanut butter sandwich. It wasn't Jiffy. Yep. Oh, it was Jiff. It was Jiffy is the like marshmallow stuff, right? And the lube. I was going to say Jiffy, Jiffy Lube. Lube is I was going to say, is there a lube company called Jiffy? Because that's great. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the marshmallows are the pu- pu- are also just Jiff. I think Jif. it's Jiffy Puff, I think. Jiffy Puff. Jiffy yeah. Puff. That's now, right. While bo- okay. Uh, while both Jiff and Skippy brands have line store shelves, Skippy! there's never been a Jiffy brand. There it is. That may have been a false memory incorporating. Bro, I fully forgot about Skippy peanut butter until just now. Yep. I think because they kind of went the way where it's like peanut butter and jelly in one jar kind of thing. Yeah, yep. they, they had to try and innovate. Yep. They, that was, was not the way Welch's. to do it because it's not good. Yeah. Welch's did that too. Um, so yeah, there Skippy. may have been a false wow. memory yeah. by incorporating elements in the reconstruction process of Jif and Skippy. Uh, J- Jippy. Jippy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Skiff. Or Skiffy. Skiff. Just Skiff. Skiff. Yeah. That's a boat. Pick it, kind g- of. give it like a weird little mascot. <laughs> now that's encoded Skiff, in their memory. Like in the a sailor. Now that's, okay, so yeah, they may have false memory uh, by incorporating elements of reconstruction process of Jif and Skippy. Now that's encoded in their memory and the false memory of what they're remembering. They don't remember the experience of seeing it, but the experience of falsely remembering it. I think that whatever sentence you just said did create a second reality. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. you said... Say it again, because you said it real fast. I'm sorry. There, 
I understand what you meant. Talking about people remembering it, they may have had a false memory by incorporating elements in the reconstruction process of Jif and Skippy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the researcher said, now that now that's encoded in their memory, and the false memory is what they're remembering. They don't remember the experience of seeing it, but the experience of falsely remembering it. Okay, that is an int- thank you for repeating it because I was trying to get to a point. That is how all of your memories work. Literally every memory is just a reconstruction of a reconstruction that you've pulled out of a drawer again. Right. Because your brain does not store the whole memory. It does, like a computer, it stores enough bits of information to put it together again in a way that makes sense to you and your worldview now. That's why memories deteriorate. Right. And that's why when when you look back as a kid and you say, well, when I was in sixth grade, I was like, no, fuck you. No, you weren't. You didn't say fuck you in sixth (laughs) grade. But you remember the feeling that you now associate with With fuck you. fuck you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Have you... This is going to be a hard question for Ruben. Have either of you seen Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. No? No. Okay. What's the first thing that Hannibal Lecter says to Clarice? Is it quid pro quo? Well, no. I mean, that's not the first thing that it's like the most famous thing. That I he know says. that he's going to have a nice Chianti. Yes. With some fava, fava yeah. beans. A liver with some fava beans. Yeah. yeah, 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 I, d- yeah. I don't remember the exact. I'm not in a state to be remembering. <laughs> I know things, he says Clarice at least four times in the clip. The tense meeting Clarice. between imprisoned cannibal Hannibal Lecter and the FBI agent Clarice Starling fueled 1991's The Silence of the Lambs based on Thomas Harris's novel. Hello, Clarice has become a default line reading for people looking to emulate Anthony Hopkins' creepy Lecter. Yeah, I know that that's wrong. Yes. The killer never says the line in the movie. Instead, he says good morning when meeting Starling for the first time. People remember Lecter greeting Starling... Uh, and remember him saying Clarice in a melodic tone, yeah. creating a false memory of a classic non-quote. You know, the one we just did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your memory can try to recreate things based on available evidence using context cues, Brewer says, who's the researcher. Yeah. It is really interesting to think about how memory works. That's what, yeah. like, like you're, it's wild to me that I don't remember yesterday. I have reconstructed yesterday. Yes. A new. Right. Like, you Un- know? Like under your your new today's preconceptions. Right. And yeah. Fucking wild. It's always fucked me up. Well, especially with like all the psychedelics that I did when I was in high school. I would spend a lot of time thinking about shit like that. Like the way your brain works. Right. And... Uh, it, it gives Which me, is like, why false memories can happen. Yeah. Because if you repeat and reconstruct a story <coughs> to yourself often enough, that is believable enough to your brain, not to you. Right. Like to your brain, then you could convince yourself of something that is completely and totally not a thing. Yeah. Like in the 80s, when everybody thought that satanic cults were going around sacrificing babies all willy nilly, they weren't. They just weren't. No. It's just that people were in these trials and these fucking experimental hypnotism therapy sessions, and yeah. they were convinced to remember some shit that did not happen. If you have a vivid enough dream, and then you remember it five days later while you're awake, and that dream, again, was very vivid, you mm-hmm. might remember that as a memory. 
there was um they do that with like hypnotism in some modern day like um it's not really cults it's like a whole scam that they'll do with convincing you that uh you were actually abducted by aliens right um have you ever seen bullshit pin and teller yeah yes um they did a whole episode on it where there was like this hypnotist that would quote unquote help you unblock the memory yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's and, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hypnotize these people into believing these whole very intricate stories about how they were impregnated by aliens and had the baby taken back to the, the mothership. Right. And, you know, charge like $1,000 a session <laughs> or whatever. But, yeah, it's it, it's, it's Inception. Yeah, it's it in, is. It's, it's doing everything it's you can inception. to implant a false memory. But, you know, what's also interesting is that you can – this is – Almost always a trauma thing. Mm-hmm. You can forget stuff and yeah. then remember it years and years later. That's just the defense mechanism that your brain does. But it's and not you should a be with a therapist memory in the way that people think of repressed memories. Right. It's like a, I didn't think about this or I refused to allow myself to consciously think about this thing. Right. Because if I had, it would have resulted in dangerous situation somehow. It's more like you trained yourself not to right. think about it. It's and not then, that you And really then you have to confront it. that you now, you know what I'm saying? It's weird. The memory is always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, if you, hey, shouts out to my friends with trauma. If you have it, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Such a horrible segue. The Fruit of the Loom label. yes bad segues are the best segues Uh uh-huh some people that wasn't a segue we jumped off a ledge (laughs) i I was gonna say right right there you are the guy that invented the segue when he drove it off of a cliff that shit was so fucking unbelievable (laughs) to me because there was no i couldn't go speaking of trauma fruit of the looms do you hate it when your underwear blows out so some people have a fond recollection of a cornucopia of fruit on the label inside this popular brand of underwear. But the fruit was never spilling out of a basket. I remember it being grapes. Yeah, it was all the, it was like grapes. Yeah, it was, was various apples. fruits and they had like the big mascot commercials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually if guys. you, I mean, that part could have traumatized you for sure. Yeah. Because those commercials were weird as fuck. They were. Mm-hmm. I love weird 90s commercials so much. <laughs> Dude, you know which commercial famous. I hated, which people yeah, apparently oh, like? Puppy Monkey Baby. Oh, Puppy yeah. Monkey Baby. I fucking hate that Yeah, commercial. it was so stupid. Not only is it stupid, it's weird and ugly. Like, and, like Do you not remember the Quiznos commercials with the Spung Monkeys? Nope. We love the subs because they are good to us. Yeah. Not at all. Look it up. No, thank you. Yeah. It's nightmare fuel. Like, uh, pure night. Uncut. Like, yeah, no, it's... It, it sounds you, awful. You would think that it was fan-made for the sake of being creepy. Was it anything like The Noid? It was worse than The Noid. Mm. The Noid is the limit for me. Yeah. Then, yeah, don't look up the Quiznos. Spot Puppy movies. Monkey Baby goes way over that fucking line, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh, do you remember the, the Duracell battery people? I literally was less likely to buy the fucking Mountain Dew or Doritos or whatever the fuck it was. Uh-huh. For like a year and a half after that commercial <laughs> came out, because of Pumpy Monkey Baby, because because Monkey Baby. I it. hated it so much. Oh God! Sorry, <laughs> advertising can backfire. Yep. It's so can. Uh, so according to anything Mountain Dew does is poison, and I hate them. <laughs> according to the researcher, that's just me. I don't know about 
Yeah. The, I don't know if Puppy Mucky Baby was a Mountain Dew or I think not. It was. Glances at my Mountain Dew bottle on my desk. <laughs> I also glanced at it. I want you to know that I fucking I disrespect you slightly. I know because of the Mountain Dew thing. It's fine. So according to Brewer, but then the- again, I respect you greatly for the beanie. <laughs> so it balances out. Today's the first day that I've been allowed to drink soda again. Oh yeah, yeah. That's gotta be intense. And and coffee. I had, I had caffeine for the first time in several days today. That's yeah. That's yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. So according We're here for you. According to Brewer, uh, the more <laughs> we get, day. the more exposure that we get to things like advertising, the more memories um, for things can be. Bleh, the more that memories for things can become decontent. De- Fuck me running. The more exposure we get to things like advertising, the more memories... I don't think I'm physically able to do that for you, Tom. (laughs) The more (laughs) memories for things become decontextualized. There we go. I'm not coordinated enough. In other words, people people who remember the cornucopia might not have a distinct memory of pulling on a pair of briefs and seeing it. They remember fruit was involved and then begin to think, well, how is fruit usually portrayed? Uh, Okay, maybe a cornucopia... That's reconstruction. Cornucopias are for veggies. Yep. Mm. That's just a weird art thing that I know. Yeah. Cornucopias usually don't have much fruit. It's like lots and lots of veggies and maybe sometimes grapes and apples. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's something to do with like colors. Maybe. Because, yeah, yeah, cornucopia is like a fall thing, so it would be more mm-hmm. like yeah, a fall. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this one I've never heard of. Leonardo da Vinci's painting, The Mona Lisa, is among the most famous works of art in recorded history. So why do so many admirers insist that the demure You guys subject... hear about that dude that threw a pie at it? Yeah. That yeah. That was fucking wild. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I forgot. <laughs> I saw that when I was in a daze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was real. Yeah. It oh, God. That was real. A, th- real. a man dressed as an old woman went in to see the Mona Lisa, got up to the front, and smeared a pie over its protective glass. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it has protective glass. Like, what did he think he was accomplishing? Vandalism. Yeah. I guess, but there's... I don't know why he did that. No one gives a fuck about the Mona Lisa anymore. Like, yeah. Like, as an art thing, it's super important, great, but you... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's a great tourist attraction. It's not a political statement at all. No. I don't know why the fuck this man did this. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. What was your cause? Right. Why? Why? The, the Mona fa- Lisa, though? The, the fact that you had to carry a fucking pie into the Louvre and, and walk you dressed as with... an old one. Yeah. What? So he like, it wasn't it was like a, a spontaneous. It was like, an operation. Like, like this, this man, man just shit planning <laughs> to do this. Yeah. He's just shit posting. It's fucking. What's the guy on Twitter? Fucking drill. He's drill. That's drill. I don't, I don't know, know drill. What? Oh, don't even. Don't even do that. No. <laughs> to him, though. Okay. No. You don't know what drill is? We don't know any of the same things, apparently. Fuck Ruben. me. I thought you would know drill for certain. Well, I don't I don't he's a, Twitter. He's I don't a Twitter quit. quote dude. He pops up occasionally in screen, whatever, screenshots. Uh. One of his famous um, tweets is... <laughs> there is no difference. There's actually no difference between good and evil, you idiot. You absolute fucking moron. Okay. That's it. I don't know how to explain drill to you. To you, Don. To you, Josh. He's the king of shit posting. Okay, heard. That's all. That Yeah, I just need to He's the like word the shit original shit poster. Okay, got it. Look him up. You'd love him. <laughs> heard. Like, so if, maybe I'll get a Twitter someday. 
if the Mona Lisa Twitter, is the most one of the most famous Twitter. works of art, why do so many admirers insist that the subject of the portrait is frowning instead of correctly describing her with a oh smirk? Oh my god, everybody knows that she's not frowning, she's just not smiling. She's got a she's got a face. <laughs> I don't understand. She Listen looks to me. like she existed during the Renaissance. So I do not understand for the life of me why her expression is the thing we fucking fixated on. I because don't her expression is blank. I've been sitting yeah. here for hours, days even, yes, posing days. for a fucking painting. I'm bored and hungry. That's <laughs> what her face looks like to me. Yeah. I don't I don't I, <sighs> She looks like a woman. Yeah. With hair and a face. She got a dress on. The Tuscany fucking skyline yeah. right. or whatever. Yeah. I don't get I've, it. I've never understood our infatuation with the Mona Lisa as a I whole, to either. be honest. There's been far better paintings, in my opinion. It's, yeah. I don't know if, I mean, the techniques and shit, that's not for me. I'm not yeah, an artist. But maybe like, that's it. Maybe that's why I don't I, get it. If, if I was an artist and I understood why it was so, I would get that. But like, for normal people, it's not that fucking beautiful to yeah. me. Like, it's not. I mean, there's so more... many other paintings that I like so much more than that. I don't know who the artist is, but there's the the one painting. Uh, it's all done in dots. Pointillism. Pointillism. Yeah. Pointillism is cool. That is yeah. much more impressive cool. to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know. Well, now dot matrix printers do that as yeah. a program, but like, dude, they figured that shit out in the before electricity. Yeah. Like, which yeah. is older than you think it is. <laughs> this one. Literally in the past two weeks blew both me and Cindy's minds. This is one of those that we were certain we actually had a Mandela effect. Do you recall the Tonight Show sidekick Ed McMahon showing up on doorsteps to hand people oversized checks and balloons because they struck it rich on the Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes? I remember Publishers Clearinghouse commercials in the like I early 2000s. Lotto commercials with the big checks or no. something? I don't I remember. I think this is more of an aid, like... 80s to early 90s thing. I know of it from sitcoms, I think. Yeah. That trope. I full on, and so did Cindy, we both full on remember Ed McMahon being a part of the published Clearinghouse. Are we talking about the the wrestling guy? No, you're thinking that's Vince McMahon. Ed McMahon was the co-host of The Tonight Show. Here's Johnny! That guy. I know the voice, not the Yeah, when Johnny Carson was on. He was like the sidekick. Okay. So, McMahon... So, it was his Andy. Yeah. So McMahon never made any house calls. He endorsed American family publishers. While the entities were similar, McMahon never appeared on camera as part of the prize patrol. It's an example of what Brewer refers to as source confusion. You may remember a detail like McMahon appearing on television, but not the source, (coughs) which in this case was a rival sweepstakes promotion. Because I definitely remember seeing those commercials like when I was really young. Yeah. So the Mandela effect is strong in Star Wars fans, who sometimes err in quoting the film's dialogue, like we said, but also recall protocol droid C-3PO as having a gold-plated chassis. And he does, with one notable exception. The lower portion of his right leg below the knee was silver when we first saw him. A fact that sometimes surprises people who have seen the original trilogy dozens of times. People trying to reconstruct an event are taking whatever information they can 
which can mean glossing over things or making inferences. That one makes a lot of sense to me because how often do you look at a person's legs? Yeah, even a yeah, robot. Even exactly. a robot. Yeah. But, or maybe even especially a robot. Yeah. I mean, they really made a thing. I mean, it was noticeable. Also, in... he was in a desert for a lot of that time. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, silver is reflective, but not right. as reflective as fucking gold plating. So. Right. So, unless, uh, unless you stared at the droid's leg, you probably just assumed that he was the same color all over. Mm, droid legs. <laughs> yeah. Woo. I prefer the treads. All right. Now, this is the last, <laughs> this is the last example. Uh, remember Tom Cruise dancing in his underwear, a dress shirt, and Ray-Bans while home alone in 1983's Risky Business? No. I, yes. I remember the slide. Yes. Yeah. So it was, slides into frame. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Socks. Yeah. Is is it the clothing that we're misremembering here? A certain part of the clothing, yes. I feel like there were socks because of the slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there were socks. I feel like there was a shirt. Mm-hmm. Yes, shirt, I, underwear. I don't know about the underwear because I can't remember. Well, that. He was wearing underwear. Okay. He wasn't wearing sunglasses. I was going to say I don't. I, think I it's don't the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember sunglasses. Yeah, if you watch that now iconic scene, you may be surprised to see Cruz isn't wearing sunglasses. The mistake likely comes. Because he wears sunglasses in so many of his fucking movies? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and he wears shades in other scenes or in the film's advertising material. When you watch the movie, or a movie, it's a big chunk of information, Brewer says, and a lot of things happen in that chunk. When you go back to recreate it, you'll get interference from other things that happened in the movie. I'm Thinking having... of it as interference and crossed wires in I... your memory is yeah. a really cool concept. Yeah. I'm having a hard time putting sunglasses on his face now like <laughs> yeah. at all yeah that's wild that i don't know why that happened yeah, fucking either. with your memories man it's it's like when you say a word too many times in a row yeah i think it, yeah it's it's the same you, way i'm also thinking of tiny tom cruise from <laughs> from uh family guy because uh, it's stewie stewie is family it? guy right yeah. yeah stewie's family guy. yeah 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 there's Tiny Tom Cruise in there. Oh, yeah. He's like a friend of Stewie's, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh. I actually was surprised to learn the uh, the, the concept of deja vu is yeah. actually a, your brain misfiring. It's Really? Yeah, the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere, something happens that you don't remember at the exact same time. It's like literally like half a second or a split second oh. off. And so in your brain, it's like, I've already done this. And it's just your brain not firing in sequence or together. And right. That's what causes deja vu. That's why that's it cool. feels so weird. Yeah. And that's why you can never tell how long ago it was that you remembered the thing. Yeah, because exactly. it was almost at the same time. Right. So what are some... Why does this effect even happen? What are some of the possible explanations for the Mandela effect? We've talked about... Um, Probably the true ones. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, let's go ahead and we'll get the, the easiest one out of the way. Alternate realities. One theory about the that basis... That is the easiest that's one. That's the yeah. easy one. <laughs> one theory about the basis for the Mandela effect originates from quantum physics and relates to the idea that rather than one timeline of events, it is possible that alternate realities or universes are taking, up, taking place and mixing with our timeline. Now, in theory, this would result in groups of people having the same memories because the timeline has been altered as we shift between these different realities. And it's kind of like we... what This is the quantum sliding one. Yeah. I got it. What was... There was an episode we did where we talked about, like, time as a river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that during the um, Elisa Lamb episode. Is that it? 
Well, I think we talked so. about if you throw a rock in the river, yes, that time will continue, but anything that was affected by that rock mm-hmm. can cause. Yeah, that was the Elisa Lamb case the and Lamb? the Cecil Hotel myths. Yeah. Okay. So um, you aren't alone if you think this sounds a little unrealistic. Unfortunately, the idea of alternate realities is unfal- unfalsifiable, meaning that there is no way to truly disprove that these other universes don't exist. You can't prove a negative. Right. So you can't prove that something doesn't exist. Right. You can only prove that it does. Right. Yep. So it's Unless unfalsifiable. You, can't prove, that it you can't prove that it's false, is what, what right. you're saying. And also, yeah, Josh is right. There are some things that we cannot prove do exist, but we have to say exist because of our working knowledge of the universe. Right. Right. Which frustrates science scientists and mathematicians endlessly. <laughs> yes. So um so this is why such a far fetched theory continues to gain traction among the Mandela effect communities. You can't prove it's not real, so you can't totally discount the possibility of it. For many people I can. Well, you can. A lot of I can. <laughs> For many people, the excitement of a bit of mystery to everyday life also likely comes into play. Now, a more likely explanation for the Mandela effect involves false memories. Before we consider what is meant by false memories, let's look at an example of the Mandela effect um, as it will help us to understand how memory can be faulty and may lead to the phenomena that we are describing. This is going to... Who is that? Who was Alexander Hamilton? Dude on the $10 bill. He was waiting... In the wings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or we were waiting in the wings for he was par- him. He was part of a He's the re- dude really who- catchy but very propaganda musical. He is one of the... He he created the fucking Federal Reserve. He's the $10 founding father without a father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that now you're anti-Hamilton. Well, I mean, it is very propaganda Well, yeah, but... I, oh, I it's still, I still very propaganda <laughs> I still hey, love did you it, know that but... everything is though? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's. Do you know the definition of propaganda is literally just art with a certain message trying to yeah. get you to believe a certain thing? Did you know that that's all art? Did you know? Uh, Except it? for some modern art, but the message there is that they don't have a message, which in is in and of itself is a is message, a message yeah. Yeah. which makes it propaganda. Um, Adam Conover has a show on Netflix now called The G Word. Yeah, and it's basically Adam ruins everything, but it's like like four or five episodes about the government. Uh-huh. And I want to say it was that. Maybe I'm having a Mandela effect now. That I've seen, I don't know if it was the G word or not, but well, I've no. seen the thing on Netflix. No, I, I mean, the show exists. I'm just trying to remember if this is where I heard this about it or about what I'm about to tell you was from that. I can't remember now. But our military, the Department of Defense, has uh, basically a cinematic uh, public relations department. Yeah. And movies like Top Gun or Maverick. Or- yes. Do you have any idea how much, like, if you see anything even close to military stuff mm-hmm. in a movie, yeah. I'm talking guns, planes, helicopters, the fucking tarmac, any of it. Yeah. The government has paid that movie for right. it. Michael Bay is rich because the government was like, oh, you're going to be blowing shit up? Well, we want to be involved. Yeah. And we want to. Every fucking thing about the government in our movies is propaganda. That's why there's no negative. Like, if it's negative and it's about the government, it's very mild because they couldn't get any fucking money. Right. So, yeah, that's why you say that everything's propaganda made me think of that. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. 
So most Americans learned in school that Alexander Hamilton was a founding father of the United States, but that he was not a president. However, when asked about the presidents of the United States, many people mistakenly believe that Hamilton was Just a because he's on a fucking bill. That's what you were going for. Yeah. If we consider a simple neuroscience explanation, the memory for Alexander Hamilton is encoded in an area of the brain where the memories for the presidents of the United States are stored. Now, this the the means by which memory traces are stored. Ugh, the means by which memory traces are stored is called the engram, and the framework for w- in which similar memories are associated with each other is called a schema or schema. Schema, I think. I yeah. believe it's schema. Yeah, because I think I've heard um, Exerbia on YouTube talk about it. Okay. I just know that a schema is a real thing, and it's literally like a map of a thing, but different. Yeah. Like a blueprint slash map of a thing. I don't know. So when people try to recall Alexander Hamilton, this sets off the neurons in close connection to each other, bringing with it the memory of the presidents. Though this is an oversimplified explanation, it illustrates the general process. A big part of that, I feel like, comes from people who think in visualizations. Yeah. I can't remember what the word is for that, but you know, some people think visually, some right. people think as a monologue. Um, but people who think visually are going to recall that portrait of yeah. Alexander Hamilton, where he is painted in the exact same style and fashion as all of the founding fathers were, and right. we consider most of them presidents. Yeah. So your brain just throws him in the same filing cabinet with yeah. them. It's the same thing as uh, Ben Franklin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was but never I president. Think, uh, probably Hamilton has probably changed a lot of that. A lot of people now probably... Yeah, yeah well... Did yeah. you know that Hamilton rapped? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, that was true. Uh, everything that happened in the musical was uh, exactly as it happened in real life. I didn't know they danced that much during the Revolutionary yeah, War. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> so uh, when memories are recalled rather than remembered perfectly, they are influenced to the point that they can eventually become incorrect. In this way, memory is unreliable and not infallible. Now, this leads to the likelihood that problems with memory and not alternate universes are the explanation for the Mandela effect. In fact, there are a number of subtopics related to, uh, to memory that may play a role in this phenomenon. A few possibilities to consider. One is confabulation, which involves your brain filling in gaps that are missing in your memories to make more sense of them. I'm sorry. I was looking up visual thinking versus it's literally, <laughs> there isn't a word for the other one that I could find in five seconds. Yeah. But it is literally that uh, it's pictures or words. Do yep. You think in pictures or words. Lots of neurodivergent people across many different spectra think in pictures, such as myself. And um, a lot of other people think in like words, teachers okay. and stuff. So what's the I last... don't know why that happens. Yeah. So what's the last thing you remember me saying? Uh, shit. Hold on. <laughs> Josh, what were you talking about? We were talking about Alexander Hamilton rapping and dancing. Yeah, everything that happened in Hamilton. He wasn't exactly a president. People think he gotcha. was. And then Josh was talking about the pictures. Okay. Yeah. So um, when memories are recalled rather than remembered perfectly, they are influenced to the point that they can eventually become incorrect. In this way, memory is unreliable and not infallible. Now, this leads to the likelihood that problems with memory and not al- alternate universes are the explanation for the Mandela effect. In fact, there are a number of subtopics related to memory that play a, that may play a role in this phenomenon. Even people with um, photographic memories, yeah, like people with certain types of autism who have that, yeah, that type of memory is a disorder, 
it is harder to live if you have a photographic memory. Yeah. But also, their memories deteriorate just much slower than yours. Right. So, like, let's say in 10 years you go back to the same city and you can remember the routes that you took. Great. They could do that for 20 or 50 years, but in 60 or 70, they're going to forget a turn, just like you would in five. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just a very long-term, near-perfect memory. It's not even perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, every memory, if you are human, your memory deteriorates. At a different rate, sure. Yeah. But that's just physical. You yeah. can't stop it. So one possibility is the idea of confabulation. Now, confabulation involves your brain filling in gaps that are missing in your memories to make more sense of them. This isn't lying, but rather remembering details that never happened. There is a, I'm reading a book series right now. It's the Lightbringer series. It starts with The Black Prism. You guys should read it if you're into fantasy novels. Yes, good, great. It's by Brent Weeks. He's good. God, I wish I could read. <laughs> Audible will read to you. True. No spawn, but please do. Yeah. Um, Audible, Audible will sponsor anybody. I want them to sponsor us because I actually love Audible. Yeah, I would love an Audible sponsorship. Do, I actually fuck. I use Audible often. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Audible's one of those things reading. I would actually be like happy to sponsor. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's it's like an actual it's a good thing. Definitely. Some people don't have the attention span to sit and look at words on a page. Well, not only myself that, but included. it's like I even though I used to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have time to do that anymore. We're doing a fucking Audible ad right now. We can't. <laughs> um not yet. Um money first. Anyway, but look how good we'd be at it. Anyway, in this series, uh, fantasy series, like I said, there is a magic, and the magic is that people can use light to draft different colors and turn those into Luxin or, like, solid light. It's a product that is not itself light. You get it? Yeah. Right. So, like, um, and each of the colors has a different thing, and it's not even the seven colors that you think of. It's... um, they call it uh, sub-red, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and then super-violet. They skip violet. So theirs is ultra-violet. No violet. They also have others on the bottom and top of that. And then there's white and black Luxon, or good and evil Luxon. Black Luxon's thing is that if you draft it, if you use it, it erases your memory. And if you draft enough of it, it erases the memories of those around you. And one of the cruxes of the series is that uh, some people forget a thing in a big group, but they talk about, because that's a spoiler, but like some people forget some stuff and um, they all sort of, it is revealed that they all kind of uh, fill in the gaps on their own because that's a real thing your memory will do. Yeah. Like if you are like you're like you don't remember half the shit that you think you remember. Your brain is just filling in for you because it would make logical sense that if I was here at this time and here 10 minutes later, I had to have gone this route. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't necessarily mean you went that way or that it even took you exactly 10 minutes, but you know, it makes sense, so why does it matter? Right. Says your brain. <laughs> 
Now, another uh, possibility is misleading post-event information. Now, this is information that you learn after an event can change your memory of an event. This includes events, subtle, uh, even subtle information, and helps to explain why eyewitness testimony can be unreliable. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. There's also, there's sort of a, a confirmation bias that happens from the same thing where you are much more likely to remember something that you were correct. You're more likely to remember when you're correct than you are to remember times that you were wrong. Right. So that's why a lot of people think that their memory is better than it is because you, you just are more prone to remember, oh, yeah, I was right than you are, oh, man, I was wrong that time. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. It explains the cryptocurrency, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another example or another uh, idea is priming. Now, priming describes the fact. This is the, also the '80s one that I was talking about. No, priming. you're thinking of primer. No, no, no. This is this is no. He's about to explain it. <laughs> okay. Uh, describes the factors leading to up to an event that affects our perception of it. Uh, also called suggestibility and presupposition, priming is the difference between asking how short a person is versus how tall a person is. Saying, "Did you see the black car instead of a black car?" makes a subtle suggestion that influences response and memory. They did a lot of studies on this in the 80s because of uh, racism. Mm, okay. Now, in essence... So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, anyway, like, so in my understanding, and I'm sure you're going to explain more, but in my understanding, priming can be uh, as simple as, like, if you're about to drop off your little cousin at camp or something, mm -hmm. instead of being like, have fun... If you say, don't let it suck too much, that's priming. That's like you're setting them up to, to, to think, oh, this is going to be fun. Or, oh, this is going to suck and I'm going to have to work at making it fun. Right. Like it's just a little trick for your brain, which is also one of the reasons that like um, it's, it's similar to how thespians will say break a leg performers right. instead of saying good luck out there it's a similar thing but it's just that that industry and that in that culture has you know primed itself to think that break a leg is good thus good luck mm -hmm. and good luck is not good thus you'll fuck up if you say it right same thing so in essence memories are vulnerable bits of information stored in the brain that can be changed over time while we assume that our memories are accurate, this is not necessarily the case. Now, the role of the internet is influencing the memories of the masses. I'm sorry. You can see that in kids a lot. Like how earlier I was talking about you could convince yourself that a dream is real. Like mm -hmm. if anybody remembers being a kid and fully believing that you could fly oh, or dude. fully believing that you could read people's minds because yeah. your dreams were just that vivid – or because or you, some of the kids that were like, I'm actually a werewolf. Right. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. That kind of thing where you fully believe that that's happening. Like I used to believe that I could not fly but like maneuver in the air. Mm -hmm. And like I couldn't but I used to have like um, – what are they called when you – just dreams over and over again? Repeatable? Um, Fuck. Recurring, Reoccurring dreams. Recurring dreams, yeah. Recurring dreams of literally – Floating out of my bed into the living room mm -hmm. and falling back asleep on the couch. And because I was a kid 
and I found out much, much later that I was a fucking sleepwalker. Um, <laughs> right. I thought that because I felt movement and I woke up on the couch instead of in my room, mm-hmm. that I was fucking flying. I wasn't flying. I was sleepwalking <laughs> to the couch to go lay down. That's a pretty good one. Like, that's the type of shit your brain will do to you. Yeah. Just kids' brains do it more frequently because they're young and it's still learning yeah. how to work itself out. And life hasn't beaten it out of you. The role of the That's in- fair. <laughs> the role of the internet in influencing the memories of the masses should not be underestimated. I right. saw I saw a meme the other day, a clip of an anime where it was this teacher and he was asking like these kindergartners or whatever. He was like, What are some things that kids have that adults don't have? Uh oh. And the first three answers were like real simple you know, like toys or like you know a fucking sundress or whatever the fuck it was and then he was like cool yeah that's great good answers crayons good cool and then and then it gets very serious and the kids go hope (laughs) (laughs) like it's like dreams dreams love (laughs) and you're like and the teacher's like hi like optimism Oh, it was, it was, that's how I felt when Don said that just now. <laughs> so the internet is a powerful way to spread information. And with this spreading of information comes the potential for misconceptions and falsehoods to gain traction. People then begin to create communities based around those falsehoods. And what was once the imagination starts to seem factual. In fact, in a large study of over 100,000 news stories discussed across Twitter, conducted over a period of 10 years, showed that hoaxes and rumors won out over the truth every time by about 70%. This wasn't the result of uh, manipulation or bots either. Real verified accounts of real people were responsible for spreading false information at a much higher rate than the truth. The notion of the speed with which false Because if it's sensational, it spreads faster. Yes. Now, the notion of the speed with which... I think I just said spreads with an F? Yeah. I don't know how I did that. I don't know either. I said, wow, that felt weird. Brains do be doing fun stuff. Yeah, they do be do. That was crazy to me just now to feel that happen. Yep. Especially in the context of we're already talking about our brains doing weird shit to us. Yep. (laughs) Uh, This notion of the speed with which false information spreads on the internet could help explain the Mandela effect. As each person chimes in with their own experience of, or memory of an event, those false memories could affect the memories of other people, thus coloring them to remember the events in the same way. Like how everybody thinks that Spider-Man 3 sucked total ass, but it really only sucked like kinda. <laughs> eh, it sucked. It, exactly. It was like, eh. Yeah. But people remember the scene where he is an emo and they hate it. The right. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And they remember that the the end fight was cool, but it felt jumbled, which is fine. There's a really good, um, it's I just think, fine. Jacob Geller video essay on YouTube about the the perfect scene from that movie. Which one? It was the scene where Sandman is born. I agree. Yeah. Phenomenal. That whole opening bit is a... that. Listen, that's why that movie... That that one scene, Sandman being in that movie, is why it doesn't suck total ass. Yes. yes That's such the a whole good character. reason. Did you see No Way Home? No. No? I also haven't seen Far From Home. Sandman comes back in it. That's pretty good. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That guy deserved a lot more credit than he got 
that for sure that was the best marvel movie i've seen in a very long time i've stepped I away from still... all the marvel stuff what, no a way lot home? No, but way home? no way home was a very the spider-man good movie. ones have been very good even in the late stages now because yeah. like to me i'm one of those guys that like i watched up until uh the last of phase three we're in phase four now yeah yeah i guess and then i've i've watched all of phases one two and three except for shield because fuck the tv shows up until <laughs> wandavision which is the only show i've seen yeah i haven't from seen phase that four. i've heard it's really good though it's really good wandavision and loki were both real good i mm. haven't seen loki yet i haven't either but i tried to watch falcon and winter, winter soldier. soldier and i'll be honest with you um, they tried real hard to be inclusive and talk about black issues, but it was, it was one of those Cosby show ones wow. where you're like, later we're going to look back and be like, wow, this was just as bad. So gotcha. I couldn't watch it. So going back to the, 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 uh, Shazam example, Sinbad did star in other movies in the 1990s and appeared in a movie poster for the film house guest coming out of a mailbox. Now, this looks similar to a genie, which could explain the association with the movie Shazam. Shazam. Simbad also dressed up like a genie uh, for an event that he hosted in the 1990s. When one person mentioned this movie Shazam, likely on the internet, it altered the memories of other people who tried to recall the movie that Simbad made from the 90s. I will also like to say that as soon as we put the internet here, uh, people that we used to call trolls, I'm not sure what we call them now. But those people are always, always, always going to edit the fucking movie box yes. to say Shazam and have Sinbad on it rather than Kazam and have Shaq on it. Right. Always, always, always they're going to edit it to say Berenstein instead of Berenstain yes. or whatever. Right. They're going to change it from Millie Vanilli to Villy Manili or whatever. <laughs> and like – you have to look out for that as well. They're going to yeah. show you a newspaper article that says that Nelson Mandela did die right. in the 80s. They're going to do their utmost 90s. to fuck up your brain because right. that's what's yep. fun for them. So um, online communities will spread this information until it appeared to be factual. This explanation is supported by, supported by the evidence that remembering something repeatedly builds your confidence in the memory, mm. even if it grows more inaccurate over time. Yeah, right. <laughs> As more and more people provide uh, incorrect details, these become incorporated into other people's memories as facts and strengthened their convictions that they were correct. <coughs> and that's it. Even though for some reason it says there's still like a whole other page. Apparently it's a whole blank page. But that's it. <coughs> that takes us out of the Mandela effect. That was actually more fun to talk about than I thought it would be. Yeah. We didn't talk about fake news even one time. Nope. Nope. Because what is considered fake news isn't fake news. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Look at us. We're staying out of it. We're rolling as a podcast. (laughs) Staying out of it was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so yeah, not bad for something that got thrown together today. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've, we've all had different things that have been a lot going on over the last month. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just do I mean, like a general check-in. It's well, I feel like we've been in a, we've been in a filler arc here for a second. Yo, as far as the show's concerned, yeah. we've been doing some filler episodes That's and it's fair. because we've had a lot going on. Yeah. Here, I've but... been. So ever since we released uh, that episode where we talked about our mental health and stuff, yeah, yeah. I've been feeling Real depressed. Not sure why. 
that's the thing about depression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've had, you know, I, I jokingly said something about it one day. That's a lie. I do know why. I just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. That's fair. I uh, I know, I mean, I know why I've been feeling kind of blue. Obviously, I haven't made that a secret. Yeah, but fuck cancer. Yeah, it's just been a situation where, and, and I made the comment yesterday because I was at Publix and I saw a... Um, a car that had a bunch of different anti-cancer stickers like save the boobies and things like that. Yeah. And there was one of Calvin pissing, pissing on, the word, on cancer. the word cancer. That's great. And that made me start thinking about my dad, of course. And I, and I told Cindy this and I realized it. If dad had died of a heart attack, just suddenly out of the blue, he had a heart attack. Or if he had gotten in a car accident and died that way, or just something like that. I don't think it would have affected me as much as this did. Because, because you had to watch it happen. Yeah, and yeah. watch him deteriorate and watch his body just... Because the last time, I mean, literally, I could see his bones. Right. And I think that's why we express the hatred yeah. for cancer that we do. It didn't... Well, that... Even just thinking old age, like my grandfather died not too long ago. You know, eight months or something. Not quite a year. And I remember before that, I... I was not close with that side of the family and I'm still not. And I'm fine with that. But like he was like 82 or 83 when he died. Mm -hmm. And like over his seventies and eighties, we just watched him get older. He had prostate cancer, but he fucking, he managed it with like diet. Yeah. Cause they caught it really, really early. He got super lucky, but um, I mean, I watched him go from, admittedly a 65 70 year old dude who was old but like you know still fit mentally and physically walking around doing work and whatnot you know right until he was like 80 and small and like he couldn't speak and he couldn't remember and he couldn't see and like you just watch a person deteriorate and become a thing that they were not and it just sucks. Yeah. But, you know, I, I kind of jokingly that one day made the comment that uh, all I wanted to do was sleep and play Fallout 4. Yeah. You know, and I said it jokingly, but it's it's true. I mean, the idea of doing anything right now is just kind of... Uh. Here's one thing I've learned after three, three and a half years of therapy. Sometimes... You gotta just sleep and play some Fallout 4. <laughs> yep. Like, sometimes that's not a bad thing. There's, yeah. it's, I've always spoken out against, like, the Tumblr version of self-care, you know? Like, yeah. Like, no. Oh, my God. A lot of times, you do not need to just lay in bed. All Like, that's uh, not Most of the time, of self-care looks like what I did yesterday. I've been sick physically and mentally for, like, a month now. And I finally called out. I called out of work both days last week. Mm -hmm. I'm a server. I make enough money that that's not a big deal. But, like, I I got one shift covered. And on the next day, I went to the doctor for the first time in, like, 10 years for a physical ailment. And, like, gave him a note the next day and was like, I'm sorry that I couldn't make it yesterday. But I still feel like ass. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was afraid I was going to lose my job and shit. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't. But, like, you know. Sometimes you gotta lay down. 
yeah. and I slept for like sixty percent of two both of those days. Yeah, like it was a lot. I was feeling like dog shit, and like I still feel like you know, like I said uh, in the group chat, lightly fried ass. Yeah, <laughs> um, not quite as bad as Josh's deep fried ass. Yeah, yeah. but like. Oh, yeah. Today's you the know, first day that I have felt like lightly fried ass instead of deep fried ass. And I'm feeling like simmered ass now. So mm. like, you know, we're getting better. But yeah. like sometimes you got to lay down and not do anything. See, uh, for me for a minute there, what, what healthcare, I mean, not what healthcare, what self-care was for me was I needed to. Are we still to, recording? Because this should be, okay, good. Yeah. I needed to finally get uh, a tooth out of my head that had been causing me pain for the better part of the last I didn't even mention what I was doing, but yeah. More. Uh, and I needed to start, I needed to switch from energy drinks to coffee, even though it's less convenient, but it's better for me. I needed to start waking up during the day right. and not That's wake, a good one. Waking up late. I, I am a nocturnal person too, schedule. but we all need sun. Yes. I needed to start getting some vitamin D from the sun. I needed yeah. to start getting up and, you know, if making If you get up myself, at three or four or five in the afternoon, fine. The sun is up until almost nine o'clock right, right. now. That's okay. You just wake up during the day a little bit. Yeah, I need to start waking up and making myself like drinking some water, drinking some coffee, having some bacon eggs and an English muffin, even though that's not the healthiest breakfast. Yeah. It's the act of getting up and starting gra- your grabbing day. a pan and making myself a meal instead of throwing something frozen in the microwave for the 50th day in a row. Right. That And honestly, sometimes that's what I like about this conversation. Me and my therapist have had this conversation a lot. Sometimes self-care for me means you go to the grocery store, you buy some fucking, not even bagel bites, you buy some goddamn pizza rolls and you throw that shit on a plate and put it in the microwave because you don't have the energy to eat, but you need to. That's when it's worth it to half-ass something. Right. If you can't full-ass it, then please half-ass it. Right. And then sometimes it's go to the grocery store and buy some the stuff that you need for Alfredo and apportion it out and get it ready. And like sometimes, like I was saying about yesterday, is like I've been feeling super depressed and so shitty, and I looked around and I saw that my house had cat hair and how awful I felt about still keeping this cat that I've been wanting to get rid of. And I'm going to have to have a talk with my roommate because he just got a cat and then ended up in the fucking hospital because he was oh drinking and too much. And, like, for the second or third time for the same issue, and, like, he, I, I already told them that I did not want extra pets in the house. And now I've been taking care of a kitten and letting my house fucking fall apart. And I had to go to the grocery store today to get some extra cat food for him because he's still in the hospital. All this nonsense, and like, I just had to clean my house. Yeah, I just had to clean it. Like, self care looks different for everybody, and it looks different depending on the day. And sometimes. I was fucking mad, and I'm still mad. And I, but I needed to, you know. Yeah, because it would have been better than sitting around in filth. Mm-hmm. And at least I feel a little bit better now that my house is clean. I don't feel better for the things that I'm angry and upset about, but I feel better that my house is clean. Yeah. Sometimes that's what self-care looks like. Sometimes, for some people, it looks like taking a shower because it's been two days because you forgot. Or sometimes it means... I need to do that. It has been a couple days, but that's because I've been well out but of commission. You have been out of commission for... You can't take a shower on heavy painkillers. You really can't. It's actually dangerous. It's not good for you. It's no. really, truly, actually yeah. dangerous to do that. Um, and they actually told me that when I did my surgery. So I took 
I took a, a long and thorough shower before surgery. Me too. Instead. Yep. I took a very thorough shower before I went. Yep. And, then, and that's why my hair doesn't look wet with grease right now. Yeah. Because I have not showered since. I literally, like, I shaved and everything because I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? But, like, this is one of the things about self-care that we were going to, that I wanted to say that it is paradoxical sometimes because sometimes self-care means going and hanging out with your friends even though you don't want to. And sometimes self-care means telling your friends that you got to stay home this time. Yep. You know? Like... It just depends on what you need. Just listen to yourself. What do you need? Take care of that. Sometimes self-care is hitting super mutants with a super sledge <laughs> until they turn and into red paste. taking a nap because you died to a death claw for the third time. You got bored. Yep. Yeah. So, so the, all that is to say that we, we are aware that maybe the, the episodes we've released recently have not been... Quite the standard that we normally would like right. them to and be. Right, and we want you to know that this is not... This isn't the route the show's going. No, this isn't indicative. This literally, this was a last-minute fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants episode. Um, and I it did should the, be the last one of those for a minute. Yeah, because Josh has a two-part episode coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a two-part episode coming up, and we have a huge... I'm m- upping my dose. Yeah, so... <laughs> so <laughs> we have hopefully... My plan is to have it ready by our one-year anniversary. The, the the big one. The big one. The big secret one. Yeah, the big secret multi, probably multi-month series uh, that we have planned. The one about bleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as we appreciate all of you, we know. So, 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 so much. much. Especially for bearing with us right now while we've all been kind of working through some shit. Yeah. I don't. I only appreciate the plant moms and my babies. Which, when I edited uh, the episode you and I did, uh-huh. uh, we did not shout out the plant babies. We didn't. Fuck. Because yeah. they're, not, they're not your plant babies. I know. They're my plant babies. And I, I have to tell you, this is no fault of mine. It's because you didn't show up last week. I was sick. I know. But I, I was like very sick. I had written, we did spontaneous human combustion. Fuck you. You know what? I, that's what I had written. And then you called, it was, what was it, like 20 minutes before you were supposed to be here and you said that you that's weren't coming? Fine. That was the only thing we was, had. I had yeah. hopped myself up on cold medicine and then I realized that it was not working fast yeah. enough. So I had to take another nap. It was really interesting. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> No, actually good, because that means I'll just listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then I will think the things that I would have said to you guys yeah. and pretend that you would have laughed. What we'll do, we, you, you could do a riff tracks. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> fucked up. We could do a riff tracks of, of it and then fucking show. re-release it. Like, <laughs> like People would be so confused. That would actually be great for that, Patreon. Speaking of Mandela effects... We could do that to someone. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Replace the episode. Cut all of this. We, could, we can replace it, the upload on Spotify. What is it, what is it called when you do it in the movies? Uh, um, Heckling? No, no, no. no. Um, when you uh, dub overdub. over. Overdub. Overdub. Ah, and yeah. you have to like have it to where their backs are turned and shit. Yeah. <laughs> we should do that, but for that episode, and have you guys sort of transition into your own sentence. That would be so <laughs> fucked up. We would be the worst. For that. Especially if you expect me to edit that shit. No, fuck no. That would be a project. <laughs> Hopefully editing's gonna get easier soon though. That is one of the plans eventually is to get a producer. Oh no, I just meant if we go 
Get oh the, yeah, if the we new go interface to, and yeah, Reaper. Interface yeah. and we that. technically have a producer. Podbean is our producer, but no, I'm t- a producer. Real producer would be here with us right now. Oh sure, mixing as we talk. We could have an editor. That's that's also that's also a producer. Same person. It's, well, you, no, it's okay. <sighs> it's too technical. But <laughs> a, a producer can be an editor, right? Or an editor can be a producer, right? But the jobs are slightly different. Right. Well, I mean, I was looking and most you podcasts. Could have, well, basically, producers. you could have one or two people for the same. Right. Yeah. I would prefer one because I don't want oh, to. Oh, yeah. Take definitely. Because it yeah. keeps it more. Yeah. Succinct. Coherent. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's our plans. Again, if you like what we're doing, even though we've been a little down lately, um, follow us on Patreon or Please. become a patron. I had a uh, headache so bad, I thought my eyes were bleeding. <laughs> so that's it Patreon. It was awful. <laughs> Relatable. That was me yesterday. Yeah, but it sucked. Patreon.com slash two towns over. If you want more hot takes. Yes, because there is bonus episodes. If you become a $10 um, patron, we have bonus episodes. Uh, you'll get to hear Ruben rant more. Um, sometimes I rant. Sometimes I rave. Sometimes I just talk. Yeah. We uh, are also, we are preparing merch and the patrons will get the first notification that yes. that stuff is available. available. Um, patrons and, will know about it first. And we also will if be, if your mom up. is a patron, your mom will know about it first. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, we do have ideas for special patron only, uh, merch, um, yes. that we're really looking forward to with that. Uh, again, if you like it, you cannot search for us on Patreon. You or Patreon. You will not find us. You actually have to type in the address. Onlyfans.com slash yes. slash two towns Ruben's over porn. Um, Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Look, two, we two talked about over. Josh's Hobbit feet last week. It would be it would definitely be two loads over. Yeah. Two loads over. <laughs> God. Um Anyway, patreon.com slash two towns over. You actually have to manually enter it in. You can't search for it. Facebook.com slash TTO pod. That is the best way to yep. interact with us. It's usually Don or I that will reply to you, but sometimes Ruben's been yep. replying lately. I can't think of anything else. Your mom. We got to shout out the else. patrons. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. Wow, we are in. We're You guys, we're doing it. We're it's, here. It's cool. It's a bad. That's We've got the notes section. On that yeah, board right there, fully to... blank. Yes, yeah. we finally, I finally brought the fucking whiteboard over to d- write everything we down. We don't have a marker. We don't have a marker, you, so it's blank. You, 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 absolute legends! <laughs> I don't see your handwriting up on that wall, motherfucker. Even if you could see it, you couldn't read it. <laughs> yeah, that's how mine is, Don. You're gonna have to write everything on there. Sweet fucking Christ! If you want to, I'll write it. It's not that it's not that I'm too lazy to write it. I'll write it. You just won't be able to read it. I can't believe you replaced me with a skeleton, <laughs> and you didn't even have a peg leg. Sorry. Nobody's gonna understand that joke, but I want it to be in there. Okay. Not well, that I'm, part. But. I'm gonna post the picture on Facebook when that episode goes up. How dare you? That's a week from today. Yep. All right. So as always, we thank our the OG Muddy Blairy, our writer die Katie Reitzel. Amanda Galilli, J- Jonathan Brada, Carly, last name redacted, Whitney Ketchum, Erica Engel. No, 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 Don. It's just Carly. 
I like saying last name redacted. Yeah, but it it's just a slam. It's a more of a weird slam feeling if you just do like Katie Reitzel, Amanda Lilly, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she appreciates like the the controversy that that causes I, every week. I, you know, uh, Whitney Ketchum, Erica Engel, John D, uh, Luis Navidad. Uh, I love the puns. Beth Lawrence, Pat Zabrowski, uh, Amy Rennie, Gina Arnold, and Jordan Whiteley. Yeah, I said, no. Fuck. It is Whitley. It is Whitley. Ah. I was going to say, did you mean Whitley? Yes, I did. I'm looking at the L and the E. I'm dyslexic. I feel it. Yeah. (sighs) Don stares at screens way too much. Eight hours a day. Don't blame him for fucking up words sometimes. Exactly. Um, also, he has to read some of the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard in my <laughs> yeah. life. Especially when I write it. That's fair. Oh. So, hopefully, uh, Josh's script, at least half of it, will be written next week. It's going to be ready next week. I'm, I'm back on my feet now. And I believe that's it. Mother. I mean, whoever wants to can still gark on my nuts, but like, mm, yeah. yeah. This is such a weird ending to this it episode. Is. We yeah, had, we're, we were, we're really good. drifting off. We were doing okay. And I then think this somehow happened. Josh has learned how to aerosolize Vicodin. And someone, yeah, is gonna give, read, I, someone is going to listen. Read. Fuck me. Someone <laughs> is going to listen to this episode and be like, what the fuck? fuck is happening it's like it's gonna be a fucking Honestly, weird the viking is in the vents also we should be fading out now like we should just <laughs> yeah. we should. Yeah, we bye should. bye fuck, fuck cancer fuck cancer be good fuck, to yourselves yeah, fuck cancer did we shout out the plant babies this time I, yes i, I, I okay. talked about them all right, all right. bye